بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وألحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Respected brothers and sisters in Islam we thank and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us tawfiq to experience the first night of the Mubarak month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to benefit from this month and make it a means of our maghfirah and our freedom from the fire of Jahannam insha'Allah. Respected brothers and sisters insha'Allah throughout the month there will be programs uh, in the masjid after Fajr Salah there will be a recitation of the para which was recited in Taraweeh and another khatam will be made in that particular way. The tafsir will take place after asr, salat, ta'aleem will take place in the masjid. So we request that our brothers participate in whatever programs and a'mal are being conducted in the masjid and any other masjid of our communities so that our time doesn't just pass by in futility. The few minutes that we do have after salatul witr just to share and shed some light on a few points which could be learned from some of the verses recited in Surah Al-Taraweeh. The first is the opening chapter, which is Surah Al-Fatiha. It is also known as Ummul Kitab, the essence of the kitab, the essence or the foundational chapter of the Qur'an. The scholars say that the entire message of the Qur'an is encapsulated within Surah Al-Fatiha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commences with praising himself, glorifying himself, and introducing himself to mankind. He is Rabbil Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Rabb, and that being who brings everything into existence and is in control of what he brings into existence. Uh, people have written many, many volumes of tafsir and explanation, exegesis on the explanation of Surah Al-Fatiha. Rabb is that being that brings things into existence from non-existence. And he is totally independent. He is a necessary being. In English terminology, we say he is not contingent. Everything is dependent on him. So, Rabb al-Alamin. Al-Alam is the creation of Allah, which are all contingent and dependent entities. And Rabb is the being which is totally necessary, and it is impossible, intellectually impossible for him to need anything. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces himself in this way. Rabb al-Alamin, al-Rahman al-Rahim, with his attributes of mercy. Maliki yawm al-Din, and he is the owner of the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this particular surah is divided between myself and my servant. So when we are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this part of the surah is for my glorification. And now when we supplicate and we, we attribute greatness to Allah and we say Iyaka na'bud O Allah only you do we worship. We distance ourselves from ascribing partners to Allah. And only you do we ask for help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This part is for my servant. He is asking for guidance and hidayah. And he will be given that what he is asking. So we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hidayah. What is hidayah? Guidance is explained in the Quran in various other verses as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us what dua to make. The dua of guidance, the path, the straight path. 
And what is that sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim? The path of those people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had favored. Who did he favor? In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the Mufassirin say, the best way to understand the teachings of Sharia is from the text of Sharia itself. The best way to understand the verses of the Qur'an is from the verses of the Qur'an and the explanation of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَخَيْرُ مَا فَسَّرْتَهُ بِالْوَارِدِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ Those who obey Allah and His Rasul will be with those people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored. سِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ هُوَ ذَيْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءَ وَالصَّالِحِينَ The Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are sinless and pure and the Siddiqeen like Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu wa-shuhada like Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab and Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu and Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu wa-salihin and the pious servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So this is what we're asking for in Surah Al-Fatiha سِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ and then we are also asking for protection from those or emulating those nations or those individuals or those people or those groups upon whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent his anger and his punishment. Those people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is displeased with, the Yahud and Nasara and the nations that came before this ummah. This was basically the, a short message from Surah Al-Fatiha which we need to ponder over. There are many, many other points which the hadith inform us of. Surah Al-Fatiha is also known as Surah Al-Shifa. When a person is sick, to recite the surah with the niyyah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants shifa was practiced upon by the Sahaba and companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa endorsed their practice. So it is also known as Surah Al-Shifa. The next surah is Surah Al-Baqarah in which uh, there is a lengthy, this surah starts in the first juz, the first para and ends in the third para. So it's a long surah. It's known as amongst the, the, the longest surahs in the Qur'an. It was the first surah to be revealed in Medina Munawwara. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us something in the opening part of the surah. It starts with alif, lam, mim. And this is a message for each and every one of us. And when we are Muslim, when we say we are Muslim, it's from the word Islam. Islam means submission and to surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't mean peace. We say, you know, sometimes we say peace, but that's not actually the translation of Islam. Islam is to submit and surrender. So for us to be true Muslim and true believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to surrender to the injunctions of Sharia, whether it makes sense to us or not. It doesn't befit a Muslim to say, okay, if, I, if it makes sense to me, then I, I will accept it. If it doesn't make sense to me, then I'll reconsider. Because if it depends on, on understanding and making sense, then we wouldn't be able to commence the first surah after Surah Al-Fatiha because nobody knows the meaning of Alif Lam Mim. We'll be stuck there without having any knowledge. This is why all the commentators say, Allahu A'lamu bimuradihi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best what is the meaning of this. Introductory letters. These are the opening letters. They are known as Huruf Muqatta'at. The independently recited letters. So Alif, Lam, Mim are recited separately. And then Allah says, This is that book in which there is absolutely no doubt. There is no book on the face of this earth which author has the audacity to make such a claim. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the authority to say that this book has got absolutely no doubt. It doesn't matter how good an author is. He knows where the feeble statements or poems or, or uh, articles are in the particular book that he has prepared. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also then tells us it is a means of guidance for the muttaqeen. The muttaqeen 
are those who are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have taqwa. Taqwa is the main ingredient which we aspire to achieve in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the, in the second juz that the, amongst the purposes of this fasting is that you may have taqwa and consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this book will guide a person who wants to be guided and wants taqwa and consciousness of Allah. But it starts with الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ They believe in the unseen. And this is something which is becoming very problematic in, problematic in our educational system, amongst our youth, amongst our contemporaries, where you find people starting to question those integral parts of creed and belief of Islam, which are from the unseen. If it is the miracles of the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, things that happen in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran of previous nations, people have reservations and they have doubts. Okay, I, I'm not sure if I, if I need to believe in this the way it is mentioned here. That same individual will watch something on TV of a superhero and, and believe that that to, be, that, that to be true. He'll watch sci-fi programs and scientific things and believe that to be 200% accurate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the foundation of your taqwa, the foundation of your deen in Islam is we believe in the unseen. Whether, whether it makes sense to us or not, yes, every part of deen makes sense. Perhaps an individual is not exposed to the detailed explanation of the wisdom behind a particular activity. But it doesn't mean that there's no, there's no wisdom and there is no sense behind it. Every part of sharia makes sense. The point here is sometimes in our weakness, and our inability to, to study and acquire the knowledge of deen the way we should have, sometimes we'll come across something and we wouldn't be able to find the answer for it independently. We need to uh, perhaps refer to scholars or go to a reliable text or book in order for us to learn what the meaning is. But it doesn't mean because I don't understand, therefore it has to be rejected. Allah says, They establish salah. Not yusallun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say they, they just perform salah. Allah says yuqimun as-salah, iqamatu salah establishing salah, which starts from the tahara, which is purifying oneself after relieving oneself and then performing wudu and then uh, doing the necessary uh, sunnah before and after the fara'id, ensuring that we're trying to develop our concentration, we're trying to learn more or less what the meaning is of the tasbihat in ruku and sujood. That is what is establishing salah. And this is a lifelong effort. It doesn't happen to uh, overnight. And no person can claim perfection in this regard. Even the Sahaba anhum were taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that when you complete your salah, they made salah with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You say, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Not that we committed a sin, but the way we're supposed to perform the salah, we have not performed. So this is the second most important at attribute of a believer in order for this taqwa to be perfected, Iman bil ghayb, establishing salah, wa mimma razaqnahum yunfiqoon, and from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed them, they spend for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Spending on their family members, spending on those who are destitute and needy, spending in the various avenues, sincerely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without causing any harm to the people that we have spent on. And those verses will be recited tomorrow, inshallah, in Salatul Tarawih. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the understanding. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to set a timetable and some routine. Tonight is the first night. Let us set some timetable of recitation of Quran. At least we should make a khatam of the Quran. A bare minimum. 
is to try to recite the entire Quran multiple times, if not at least once to recite the entire Quran, listen to the entire Quran, set out time for the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, durood sharif and salawat and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, istighfar and repentance for our past sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us such a great favor that after two years we are able to sit together and we perform our salat al Two years ago, there was nothing, everything was closed and we were crying. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this ni'mah again. Let us show the gratitude which it demands and that is to be regular and to try to improve gradually insha'Allah. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana tawakina adab al-nar. Allahumma alimna ma yanfa'una wa anfa'na bima alamtana wa alhiqna bi'ibadika al-salihin. Allahumma a'inna ala al-siyami wal-qiyami wa ghaddi al-basari wa hifzi al-lisan. ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين